0: Ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the 1099 and it is a very peculiar week for the 1099 uh, as you've probably listened uh, before I'm moving to Los Angeles to actually move in with good old Josiah the former host uh, in about by the time we're recording this less than a week uh, by the time you hear this uh, probably like yeah, actually, it'll be tomorrow that this goes up. So about five days from now, I'll be moving in with Josiah. And uh, that has played hell and havoc and a half with the schedule. So I thought, let's take it a little easy this week. And we're going to talk about gaming as a long-distance couple uh, with my wonderful partner, Aiden Strawhan. Hi, Aiden. Hi.
1: Howdy. How you doing?
0: <laughs> you just got done uh, wrapping up a... Uh, magical girl photo shoot with uh, so our friend <laughs> Sophia, um, and uh, very pretty, if I may say so.
1: Oh, my goodness, thank you.
0: yall and uh, yeah. So, folks, if if the maybe 30, we can 000... actually get like
1: our flirting in this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So, if you haven't noticed, the like thirty thousand tweets that Aiden and I have shared over uh, Twitter. Uh, we are a couple uh, we've been dating for a little over a year. I think we're at like a year and a month and a half.
1: I uh, think so. a little bit longer than that, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: But yeah. Uh, and currently, at this present moment, I'm in Illinois, about to move to LA, and Aiden has been in the Bay Area uh, going to grad school for the last year or so. And anyone who has like worked even a month in the games media industry understands that like it's pretty tough to if you aren't already on those coastal areas, it's tough to get a job out that way. And I've certainly gone through my uh, kind of rigmarole of applying for a thousand jobs and either getting close or not hearing. And so gaming has been a really integral part of both bringing us together and Keeping us together, I suppose, would be the easiest way I mean, to describe that's, that's it. That's
1: one way to put it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean our entire relationship, uh, recent, like as long as we've known each other, has been surrounding video games in our careers and as friends and whatnot. So,
0: so today we're going to talk a little bit about, one, uh, shortly, how how did gaming bring us together? Um, and then what it's like to be a sort of long-distance couple that relies on, at least uh, partially relies on games to help us kind of uh, bridge that literal gap and uh, you know, allow us to both grow as individuals and share and experiences together uh, and to do the, the things that couples, you know, you typically tend to do. So we're going to dive into that. And I think let's just start off from the very beginning, which is the most obvious thing, you know, gaming really brought us together. Yeah. Uh, it, so I, We've done this before. We've like dug back through our Twitter DMs. Um, we met because of a uh, pitch jam. Uh, the fourth I might have participated in? I can't remember. But uh, long story short, it was an event where younger writers would send in practice pitches for stories that they thought were cool and then professionals of various you know notoriety would critique them and help those writers kind of get their first uh steps into freelance writing Mm -hmm. and to this day i'm not entirely sure what pitch you sent and i know you want to keep it that way
1: (laughs) yeah you're never gonna know no sorry not sorry (laughs)
0: but uh what 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 were you thinking like when I guess you entered that and like we began to began to get to know each other but also it was very much like a a professional or semi-professional context uh thinking about like did did you think I was a quote-unquote good writer or uh, was I blowing smoke up my own ass
1: okay maybe both uh (laughs) (laughs) well to get started on this um Gosh, I think that summer was the summer I almost lost my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so going into Pitch Jam, kind of rediscovering Twitter and that network and uh, trying to figure out more about what I wanted to do in my career. I was 20 years old, you know, so I was going into my junior year of college and I was still working in local news and I was the only games writer. And so... I thought, hey, you know, maybe maybe this thing will help me make some really important connections. It did. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh- <laughs> but, um, you know, I went into it not expecting a lot, but hoping that, hey, maybe I can make a couple of good friends out of this. And, of course, you and I became really close friends after that. But, you know, I remember for a long time, like every time I would shoot you a you note, know, be like, I'm sorry to bother you. Sorry to ping you like this, <laughs> kind of thing like that. You know, like <laughs> the
0: very the very typical like I you're you're a professional and I'm not and like it it yeah. would be really kind if you gave me ten seconds of your time that I still I still yes. feel to this day I had to slack people at so my shift I. at IGN today uh, <laughs> saying like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm dumb.
1: <laughs> God, that's a giant mood. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I. I never went into it expecting like hey this this person is going to be my partner someday. I totally want to date them. Yeah. Right. Right no, no. That's not what I went into it with at all. I mean, not saying that that won't be possible for you too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're in some cases we are a a unicorn example of like thus far it has not crashed and burned in our faces uh yes. and it uh, sadly it may or may not be more likely the one of the best tips you'll ever hear going to a show like gdc or e3 or something like that is don't date don't, your coworkers. don't, don't <laughs> the the raunchier version is that is like don't hook up with someone you meet at a show and we have heard some horror stories about that yes. uh from from so both many. like from like media people and also in, in industry side people uh and it just never seems to go very well. But like we, we certainly had like at least a year to build up our friendship prior oh, to yeah. that.
1: I think the interesting thing to mention in all of this is that as long as we've known each other, we've been long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were long distance friends for almost two years, I want to say, uh, before we ever started dating and ever started considering that. And, um, you know, I would look forward to every single event that I would get to go to because it meant seeing you. Uh. (laughs) oh god that was cheesy wasn't it the story
0: i tell people is so we met in real life for the first time at e3 2017 which was also like the first one that they like allowed the public into
1: yeah
0: and uh thanks to
1: jack she did this a real solid
0: thanks to jack and for about the entire, like, hour-long cab ride from LAX to the convention center, and this is, like, at 6 a.m. because I had flown in at, like, 4 a.m., uh, uh, like, the d- the Tuesday of the show, I was practicing, like, what I was going to say to you, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've told me that story a million times.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, then we had we had that first show, uh, and that was kind of an interesting experience as it concerns us because we were not only able to we we had plenty of moments where we were getting to know each other as people, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and and the the cutesy moment I think of that week was accidentally like walking a mile away from everybody. <laughs> uh like while we were all walking to a restaurant for dinner one evening and then being like oh shit we got caught up in each other so much that we didn't even realize we kind of ditched our friends yeah
1: sorry we were so disgusting (laughs) sorry
0: uh (laughs) not sorry and but besides that we also like we're just in the trenches with each other like we literally went to demos for e3 games um Mm -hmm. of all varying kinds of quality (laughs) uh and and it was it was an interesting experience i think at the time being able to like come out of a appointment or a series of appointments. And like, we sat on a couple of like dingy couches somewhere in the building and we're just like, you're exhausted. Like, you, like you're no facades. We're exhausted. Uh, this show is some weird shit. Huh? And, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, oh gosh, probably the other cute moment was when we were all out for dinner one night with Flacky. You we were sitting next to me. You we were looking at the menu. And Flacky was like, oh my God, you guys are such a cute little couple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Of course I remember that. You know, and we weren't dating then. No, we were not. Uh, <laughs> I we knew him for sitting... like all of 24
1: yeah. hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah just about. <laughs> uh, and then, so like, I guess after E3, then... um. You you visited me in Chicago and that was kind of more of a, a like personal vacation for you. Uh, our friend Viking Jesus, who you should totally uh, check out if you uh, like Splatoon or Hatsune Miku, and uh, I think after that, yeah, like the I, that was the Chicago trip, and then I didn't see you again until uh, for like
1: six months, right? Yeah,
0: it, it was basically here. You are about to you're about to move into Berkeley um right yeah, yeah
1: yeah it was gdc 2018 because um, yeah. that was the same week well i was there the week before gdc uh, kind of the weekend going into it um and i was there to visit berkeley for the first time mm-hmm. and make sure that it was the right decision for me it's also like orientation uh, right well it wasn't orientation it was spring welcome week oh, okay um which is just like the hey come see the school and decide whether or not you want to come here yeah and um, I remember the day that you and I were going to see each other again that Saturday, I think. Yeah. Uh, I sat down on the steps of the Sproul Hall and just kind of looked out, took a couple of breaths, and I was like, wow, you know, I really, I really think I can do this. And that was a mistake. Grad school's a mistake. Don't go to grad school.
0: <laughs> Abandon all hope, ye who enter. Abort mission. Abort. Game over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: But um, no, I just I remember the anticipation of like seeing you again and like you getting lost and and seeing you for like an hour and a half (laughs) after I put the wrong
0: street into the Uber uh, thing and they he took me to like Clarington Street instead of Clarington Avenue or something like that and I ended up on the opposite side of the city somehow uh, and delayed by about an hour (laughs) so uh yeah and then so after that well that that was the the quintessential not not quintessential that was the the big pivotal moment um where for for various reasons uh we, neither of us had told each other how we felt because yeah. you were already in a relationship and yeah.
1: not just in a relationship i was engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. I wasn't sure how
0: much of that you, know? you wanted to share, but yeah, if no, you... it's
1: okay. I mean, I've talked about it before, and I talk about it a lot. I mean, I I wrote a whole story about my broken engagement. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you did. It's it's not a secret.
0: Uh, and and we found ourselves at the Thirsty Bear restaurant right outside GDC. So, mon yeah, Monday night rolls around. We'd had like a fun Sunday, just kind of hanging out, uh, talking about your future and everything. Um, of course, all the the uh, tension you must have felt. Uh, with a lot of different facets of life kind of coming at you a mile a minute, and then Monday mm-hmm. happens. I went to the GDC uh, for the first day of the show, and you had like some other Berkeley stuff to wrap up, and uh, essentially met with some friends at the Thirsty Bear restaurant. Our buddy Leif Johnson, who works uh, currently for MacWorld. Uh, came with us and left about five minutes in, downed his drink and leaned in and whispered to me, I'm doing this for you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Another person who has done us a serious solid. Serious solid.
0: So some other friends came by and eventually kind of went off to karaoke. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, I told Aiden that I was uh, in love with them. And... (laughs) here we are a year and change later uh, things kind of worked out in a very weird tumultuous way for us. But uh, it's been certainly, I think the most meaningful year of my life and I owe a lot of it to video games.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) I wonder
0: if I'm going to edit that out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of hope you don't. Uh. Uh, Well, you know, I think, I think with another really important thing to mention through this entire weird journey life that we've had together as friends and as colleagues and as partners is to it's to say that like I think part of the reason one why it took so long for us to really come to terms with everything and admit it um is because I was in a relationship yes uh and I was very committed to that person Hmm. uh but also because I think both of us really treasured the friendship that we had and we were so scared of messing it up you know Mm -hmm. Like that. that's at least how I felt like I never wanted to say to you like, hey, yeah, you know, I think you're a really amazing person and I, I would love to have you in my life more than as a friend. Because I was, I was just so scared that like you didn't feel the same way. And poor Slacky and poor Mike had to listen to me blab about you for like a whole goddamn year.
0: <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> I, uh, you know, th- there's there's like a few levels of relationships that you can have in an industry like this. There's especially if you're like media and kind of trying to media or like a, a younger developer and you're trying to do the hustle right. Um, mm-hmm. you, you have a certain layer of people who are like, these are work colleagues. Maybe, maybe you don't have like a terrible amount in common, but like you clearly share some interests. So like, you know, you, you, yeah. you try to be like generally positive and cheery to them. Um, all the, like, it, I, let's call it the Slack relationship, you know, uh, the Slack channel where you're just like, Hey, I'm, I'm here at work and like not much other conversation. And then there are like genuine dear friends like uh, our friend Leif Johnson or uh, uh, Cassidy Moser and, you know, a a thousand different others uh, where these are people who like have welcomed us into their home. Um, We still work in the same industry. So, of course, you know, share a lot of the same interests. But like we've taken it a level beyond that where, you know, we're entrusting a part of like our safety or our our lives with them. Um, mm-hmm. because they've struck us as, as, as such meaningful people. And then there's there's perhaps, you know, people that you, like, look up to professionally, that you, like, idolize. And then, you know, we, the much, much smaller sliver is someone like us who, you know, we look at each other and we think, like, wow, this this person not only means, like, a lot uh, professionally and friend-wise, but maybe, like, you know, I, I see something deeper in them.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the thing that I really loved about our relationship is that obviously that feeling was there and I think we both knew it, but, you know, like looking back on all of our interactions, like all the dumb little shenanigans that we had, right? And like calling you up in the middle of the evening, like talking to you about my senior capstone project and like blabbing to you about all these video games I was playing and, (laughs) you know, just the casual nature of our relationship and how we could just be like, Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and like never having to fight for that attention. Right. It really, it just felt so organic and natural between you and I. And, and that was, that was so, so special to me.
0: And so, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit here about, uh, you know, what, what is it like to be long distance, but I know you wanted to start off with this story about, uh, playing the Witcher three, um, yes. probably I guess about, uh, Year and a half, or maybe two years after it actually came out, and sort of yeah, I
1: played it a little bit late. Uh,
0: and sort of like what it what it either like taught or communicated to you about like what our relationship was forming into, I suppose.
1: Yeah, so I knew you were into Witcher three very like super duper into it. I have
0: it. a statue of Geralt uh, to my left.
1: <laughs> See, now I need to get you the new one. The
0: bathtub, yes. Uh, yes Seventy- i needed to get you the bathtub like 75 bucks <laughs> folks go get it before it's gone
1: <laughs> anyway i knew you were super into it and back in 2017 when i was playing it uh i started playing it right around the time i had i was starting to recover um from being really really sick so in 2017 um i had a horrible reaction to medication mm-hmm. uh some of you may already know this story uh, for those of you that don't i went through steroid induced acute psychosis um it was really really horrible i almost died don't really want to talk about it beyond that sure but um you know it was it was really scary and it was really hard um and in the aftermath of that experience i went through about six months of major depression um that i just couldn't get out of and so in the process of working through all of this and my and my recovery and my recovery um I, you know, my therapist really told me like, Hey, you know, even if this doesn't feel good for you right now, you should really revisit the things that have made you happy in the past, you know, really focus on getting back into your hobbies, mm-hmm. even if they're not bringing you that joy that you love. Right. Cause like if, you know, if you've ever been through depression, everything in you just doesn't spark any feeling, you know, that's called anhedonia. Um, and I, w- I was going through a lot of that back in 2017. Um, and And into 2018, I should say. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I just felt like a shell. That's the best way to describe it. And having this thing, you know, I bought the complete edition of Witcher 3 for like 20 bucks on sale. You know, and having it remind me of you, someone that I just, I treasured.
0: Right? Why did it it specifically remind, oh, just because I enjoyed it so much? Because you
1: talked about it so much. You know? And going back to you and like saying oh hey here's this cool thing that i did in the witcher 3 today or here's this terrible fucking boss at the end of blood and wine that's taking me 20 tries how the fuck do i do this oh my god (laughs) oh my god and just like kind of powerhousing through the game and like watching you be like how the heck did you finish that yeah
0: no that is (laughs) so like big rpgs like that uh i'm very grateful that i haven't had to like review one yet uh i love stuff like divinity original sin 2 which i still haven't really finished the campaign but like i put 120 hours in, and like a similar story for something like witcher 3 where it's like yeah i think i put about 80 hours maybe 100 into that game and i, I exhausted everything but like the super super side content um and you finish that shit in like three weeks
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's because all I was that's pretty much all I was doing. Yeah, you know, I was still in an undergrad and I had a really reliable job at the time that didn't have too many hours. And so in my downtime, that was like the one thing that started bringing me that feeling of joy again, you know, because I had someone to relate it to. Mm-hmm. And people have always made me feel really good. you know, I care a whole heck of a lot about people. And uh I just I think that's really one of the key core moments of our friendship and our relationship and why it is the way it is today was that we had that bonding between this really powerful creative amazing thing that both of us have unique experiences with but are yet similar in a lot of ways let me
0: uh, let me ask w- was there any part of like the witcher 3's story or um like do, do you remember were we talking about anything specific aside from like how do i do this or that because The Witcher 3 has a multitude of themes and kind of narrative arcs uh, going through it that are uh, really good like metaphors or allegories for uh, things that perfectly normal people in the real world experience. And I wonder if anything like if you wanted to be like, yo, this is how I feel about this sequence in the game.
1: I don't specifically remember that, but I do remember you telling me not to sleep with both of the girls. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I remember being very angry about that Yennefer? because my girl was a hoe. Yeah, my girl was a hoe. Oh, he got bro. around and you know what? It was great. Live like a hoe, Although die like I... a hoe. <laughs> Except I didn't. I did exactly what you told me to do and I didn't sleep with both of them and I was very upset um but also very happy in the end because i got the good ending yes. for the game. so
0: <laughs> it, you can still like technically get the good ending i suppose even if you sleep with everyone under the sun in that game but um there's a there's a very
1: i slept with everyone else under the sun oh, yeah, like
0: they let you get away. except for trish they, they, they let you get away with uh everything but like having uh or like sleeping with Trish and Yennefer. um you can do
1: oh god i called her trish oh Aiden good job
0: T-R-I-S-S y'all that's that's very funny though I'm uh, (laughs) glad you took my recommendation on that at least because I think I I would hate my rule of thumb is like I hate to have a like really dour horrible ending after putting 100 hours into something so like I certainly uh, consulted a guide or two in that respect but
1: look my guy ass was just really really salty about it and that's that's a very particular (laughs) thing I remember
0: (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about what it's like to be long distance and kind of share experiences with games. Um, as anyone yeah. as anyone can imagine, uh, being long distance has come with. Uh, I I think it's fair to admit more negatives than positives. Um, but there have well, I don't necessarily well, think so. There have been the positives. I think are much more meaningful um, than most of the negatives. I I would say, uh, and I think that we we generally agree that the big positive has been that like distance has allowed the both of us to slip into this relationship uh, at a comfortable pace and not feel like we're being overbearing because I think, I think people who work in our industry can very easily fall into like, I need to control something because like that will be our comfort zone. But like, Mm -hmm. because we're not constantly with each other, uh, we've, we've been able to, Uh, you certainly, especially going into grad Mm -hmm. school and like having that just beating you down like a drum, uh,
1: that's a very, um, that's very much an understatement, Yeah,
0: but it's allowed you to grow. (laughs) I mean, what, what do you think?
1: You know, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think the thing that I really love about our relationship, you know, aside from having a really nice chemistry with you, uh, is that it's really allowed me the space to focus on myself. You know, going into our relationship I went into it quite fast. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we did. <laughs> yeah. But but um I wanna I think that it's given me this space in a great way. Moving into this really transitory period of my life. You know, I'm a young person, really living on my own for the first time and you know, I've been pretty independent since I was eighteen. But this is really the first time in my life that my parents have been like yeah you're on your own we can't support you yeah you know you you've got to figure it out you know you've got to pay your rent you've got to pay your bills you've got to figure out how you're gonna get to school you've got to figure out how you're gonna get your license like you've got to do all of this on your own mm-hmm. and um that's been kind of scary okay probably more than kind of uh, <laughs> uh, you know the thing that I' really loved about our relationship you know aside from having, really great chemistry from uh, with you, I should say, uh, is that it's, you know, being long distance has really allowed me in my recovery to really focus more on myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I came out of a lot of really traumatic experiences of the last few years. You know, I almost lost my dad and, you know, then I almost lost my life and then I lost my fiance. And, you know, there was a lot of pain from like 2016 to 2018 that I was experiencing That quite honestly, I would say have really shaped me as a young person, you know, but also being on my own really for the first time. And figuring out, like, okay, how am I going to pay for my rent? How am I going to pay for my groceries? How am I going to do all these things? Like, how do I manage my financial aid? How do I get financial aid? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I,
0: you, you know, not to, like, minimize, like, what you went through or anything like that, but what, what you're saying kind of reminds me of the conversation I had with uh, Dan Hernandez um, two episodes ago, the co-writer of Detective Pikachu, uh, and just talking about like the, the kind of intro sequence of that movie uh, mirrors a lot of like what the Pokemon games did. And, uh, you know, are you like going to move out of town? Are you going to stay there and like work a modest job? Or are you going to go like, you know, strive for something bigger, better, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, in, in like a big city. And, uh, I watched that next to, uh, Nick, uh, basically my best friend in the world and seeing, the character, Justice Smith's character, go through that kind of mental hurdle of like, what's he going to do with his life? Uh, like, you know, kind of shed, made me shed a tear. And hearing you talk about, you know, being on your own uh, effectively since you were like 18, especially more so now that like your parents are just not in a, a position to really support you with something as big and expensive as Berkeley and living in the Bay. <laughs> can you uh, think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like game, games in a way... Um, for as basic and childish and and uh, linear as they can be, they do in some way kind of mentally prep uh, a lot of younger people for this yeah. idea of, of, hey, Pokemon itself, literally every Pokemon game starts with, hey, it's your 13th birthday or something. And here's your chance to strike out. You are going to mess up. Uh, you are going to get sidetracked. Uh, but you're, you're working towards the, the goal, like never changes in every game. Uh, you know, you d- go defeat the top, uh, guys in the region. Um, even though like things might get in the way or like kind of alter that goal. And, uh, I think in a way that's also like having our relationship kind of framed through the lens of video games has helped us understand that like both of us are going on a pretty significant, uh, evolution uh Mm -hmm. of our this is a
1: really really transitory period of both of our lives honestly you know with me like figuring things out and you finally getting out on your own and like really making freelancing a full-time thing like Mm -hmm. i think it's a really i think it's what you're saying is really reflective of a lot of our own experiences and probably very much so for other people as well
0: the the games that we do play together we've thus far we've really spent a lot of time um playing mostly like stardew valley and <laughs> uh y- your personal favorite overcooked uh two overcooked and, is the
1: only game that matters
0: yeah uh we played a fair bit of mario kart went back like pretty early on when that was kind of the only thing both of us ah really uh, yes your uh, mario it,
1: kart and terrible poetry
0: was it which sibling <laughs> uh, loaned that out to you that was sky yeah um and uh, I'm sad now that Sky took your uh, Mario Kart cartridge back because now it we can't Well, it was it hers; together.
1: it wasn't mine.
0: Oh, I know, Sky. For listening to this duo bro assault, uh.
1: <laughs> I'll get it eventually. You know, I'm making yeah. money now, I can I can afford to splurge on a Nintendo game every once in a while.
0: <laughs> uh, when you're not splurging on Sailor Moon shoes, uh.
1: <laughs> shut up. It was so, Destiny
0: with with Stardew. <laughs> I think that more like Overcooked is really good because that's that that's we'll get into Overcooked. <laughs> but I want to talk I, I I want to talk about Stardew first because I think that that game is really important and it just recently added its multiplayer mode. Um, it's it's this farming simulator game, farming and life simulator. You're you're uh adventuring around this really small town with like only what thirty two ish people. Uh, living there and you can get to know them but you, who cares about the people who interact with the people yeah uh you, but you, you you take uh three in-game years um which probably equates to like what for us like about 60 hours or something like that uh or i think we might be at like 40 hours but you build we're up probably
1: your, closer to 50 now
0: yeah you build up your farm uh slowly over time and it can be rough going when you're just like crap, I, I I do not have this, like, far-flung material to, like, make this thing I really need. I've got to, you know, focus elsewhere. And the thing I really like about Stardew is it has allowed us to, ever since its multiplayer update, it has allowed us to share such a space and kind of decorate it and uh, work in it. Um, we always talk about uh, getting, like, a one day when we'll move in together getting like a office room and putting two desks in there and being able to like work on our various things kind of together side by side and stardew working on the farm is very much that experience gamified uh what what do you think
1: i mean yeah absolutely you know and i think another kind of important thing to frame all of this for us is an average what it looks like for us is you know he does his thing during the day. I do my thing, you know, whether that's yeah. going to school or doing interviews or whatever I have to do around town, you know, and we'll come home and about 6 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Central. Yeah. <laughs> you poor thing. He stays up so late for me. Uh, <laughs> it's it's
0: going to be better now. <laughs> yes. We'll finally be in the same
1: time zone for more than three months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think – like, you know, we'll, around that time, we both sit down, we hop on Discord, or, you know, we'll hang out, and we'll talk, or just kind of decompress from the day, or we'll play a video game together, or we'll just play our own games and kind of space out and just be in each yeah. other's presence, <laughs> which has kind of been the norm lately, which has been super nice, honestly.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm glad you said that, because I'm very much in favor of playing uh, uh, just my own shit while you're there.
1: That's totally Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but like it it's been nice on the nights like when we've really dedicated a lot of time to playing together to you know form our own goals in the game and like actually be able to accomplish something together yeah, like because like in our in our lives, you know day to day we can't really do that, you know like I i I love cooking probably more than anything and you know this, yeah, right we've had so many discussions about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, uh, I am I want you to know that I'm ordering pizza tonight for myself because it's friggin' Memorial Weekend.
1: <laughs> treat yourself. It's fine. <laughs> See, I'm going to treat myself to a nice home-cooked dinner, but that's me. But uh, uh,
0: you-, you raise a really good point about uh, we're we're here doing our own things, and Stardew, I hadn't really thought about this. You- Stardew does allow two players to kind of go off on their own and say like, I'm going to go to the mine and I'm going to go mine some rocks for materials. And like, Oh, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to go take care of the animals or go fishing or, Mm -hmm. you know, do farm something. And it's weird. Like I played the game for a good while single player. uh, Well, before the multiplayer was even a a a, possible tease and the game felt so much more stressful be, even though I was in like full 100% control because it was all on me and mm-hmm.
1: uh, instead of like being I, able to delegate a task delegate to someone tasks else.
0: and saying like I'm gonna go do my thing you go do yours we're gonna eventually come back here together and I, I guess the one like flaw with Stardew as a multiplayer game is that there are, like, leisure activities that you can do. You can kind of go walk around and explore and be like, yo, I found this, like, cool thing. Or uh, you can you can fish together and, like, just talk over chat or something. But, like, there's nothing, like, watching TV together or, like, super... Super la- mundane. <laughs> super mundane things. Like, there's no... You can cook, but you only, like, one person can cook. Uh, there's no, like, way to, like build that into a two-player game of sorts. Uh, so uh, I suppose that is one flaw and one way that it doesn't, like, really mirror kind of the beautiful mundanity. And and Stardew does a really good job of imitating the mundanity of just day-to-day, do your thing, work towards a goal. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think?
1: I mean, yeah, that's exactly everything that you've just said. You know, and I, I love Stardew because... It's a really relax- relaxing experience for us versus overcooked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very, very
1: mean and overcooked. Uh, we, we'll get do to we that, though. we talking
0: about Stardew, or do we want to get Well, let's stay on Stardew for a second. Okay.
1: You know, the thing that I love about Stardew, though, is that at the end of a really stressful day or a really stressful week, like, it's a really just nice, absorbing escape from everything and like Mm -hmm. you you know everything that's happened for the last year or so and like all the really hard things that i've been faced with Mm -hmm. you know that so many other people never get to see you know you see a side of me that is so much softer and so much more vulnerable than anyone else and Mm -hmm. you bring out a lot of that softness i think that's probably why your voice overpowers mine so much sometimes Uh (laughs) 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 but
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You're so cute. Stop it.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that it's really allowed us both to have this thing that has nothing to do with anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, this is, this is the exact same reason that I love makeup so much is that it's a really great place to just kind of express ourselves and do our own thing. That has nothing to do with everyday life. It has nothing mm. to do with work. It has nothing to do with our families. This has nothing to do with our friends. Like it's just us, you know? And I think that's a really, really powerful, special thing.
0: It's also in a sense, like, especially because we're, we're both professionals working in our, in, in this specific field, uh you know freelance media and games media especially is a hustle and (laughs) very uh, much so and and the mundanity of something like stardew and especially playing it as a as a couple uh it's pretty easy like we were saying you know we, we can delegate tasks but also it's really nice to like focus on a single task uh at a time and say i i need uh 30 silver uh, or to go make some more sprinklers for our farm. So next season so has many more. fucking sprinklers. So many fucking sprinklers, y'all, I am the sprinkler so king. much
1: fucking corn. Uh, <laughs> and,
0: and uh, but like my my real world activity is trying to show up to work on time, be a productive member of four different teams. And all with their own, you know, voices and styles and like levels of relationships I have with people, and uh, then finding time to to be the partner that I need to be for you, of course. Mm-hmm. And Stardew, it, it it does feel much more easy because the task we're trying to, you know, uh, we're building a farm and we're just simply like quote unquote. There's no
1: way, a way to life. lose. Yeah. Like there's no
0: way to lose too. Yeah, that helps.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I love it for that whereas with overcooked
0: let's get into overcooked yeah
1: okay so i have a very serious love affair with overcooked let um, me
0: let me first state ladies and gentlemen that uh probably probably what like six months into our relationship it was it was last summer actually because i was i was yes outside. It, was, it was last summer yeah it when was, I was still it in was Alston. outside yeah actually god was it like only after our um uh that i visited you uh, for your graduation yeah
1: it was it was if you oh my couple God, weeks yeah, cause, after graduation yeah
0: because like i visited you then like in september in berkeley that was like a big yeah it was it was like july of last year i think um and uh
1: because i had gotten skylar and her little friend let
0: me let me paint a picture for you into everyone overcooked. uh i'm sitting out on my porch it's summer uh <laughs> i have the laptop next to me and we're playing overcooked 2 uh and playing that like online multiplayer and let me say overcooked 2 and the developers uh do a wonderful job the game is wonderful it it achieves it is more overcooked and and it it does what it needs to and it gets out and that's great Um, way to
1: throw a review right in the middle of our podcast the
0: the, (laughs) like like we weren't just reviewing stardew in some sense uh the online component of Overcooked Two has always needed some work, uh, especially if you have like a generic middle of the road internet connection. But anyway, I'm sitting there on my porch. It's a nice sunny day, and we get stuck on level five three, I think it was, of the base game. <laughs>
1: Fuck that level! And,
0: uh, essentially, <laughs> a, a a pit, hang a, a a platform hanging over a bottomless pit that you have to use a, a little. Uh, joystick in the game to move uh, left to right and like hit all the different stations and we get on like our ninth or 10th attempt and like our, our frustration is just overwhelming us. Cause like this level is total bullshit and, <laughs> and I can sense Aiden getting more and more frustrated. Like we might've even had like a bad day. So clearly this isn't helping us. And Aiden says or no I ask Aiden, "Hey babe, um you want to take a break?" And Aiden just kind of glowers and says, "Hit restart." <laughs> and that was like the first moment in our relationship where I was like, "Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. She <laughs> is intense and this is like spell doom for our relationship. Oh no." <laughs> It's unraveling. See, here's here's uh, the thing
1: about me and Overcooked. I I love Overcooked so much that I play it by myself.
0: Like a psychopath. <laughs> you
1: like weirdo. I I love Overcooked. It is the only game that like really matters in this world and I will throw down anything to play it. Um and so whenever two cook uh, Overcooked over two
0: Over two cook more <laughs> this time it's personal.
1: cries uh someone over (laughs) to i did it again
0: try again there
1: (laughs) someone overcooked 2 was coming out and i knew that he was getting a review copy i was so jealous because i wanted to play it so bad and he managed to get an extra copy so we could do multiplayer together for his review um
0: I, I I did I emailed the PR person. I had originally only asked for a single code, and then I was the realization dawned on me like, "Crap! I, I this game is pointless to play alone. Only a psychopath would play alone. <laughs> <laughs> only a a sadist."
1: And here's the thing, I managed to play through the majority of the game on my own
0: in like three days too. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh- <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway, so yeah, o- overcooked. That game in a sense has I mean, what has that game done for our relationship aside from tear it down to its core?
1: Um, well I think it's uh, it's it showed us that like we can definitely be bitches and be okay yeah. with that. Yeah. It's kinda of showed us like, okay, here is this horrible part of this person that I don't necessarily want to love, but I do.
0: Every every good relationship is able to contend with the moments you both want to flip each other off and tell one another like "eat my ass," uh, just <laughs> you know, like you, you dumbass, you asshole, everything. Uh, and in that sense, I think we, we at, at this stage in our relationship, a year and change in, we're certainly pretty cheeky about like flipping each other off. And uh, 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 I've very rarely ever been in a position where i'm like did she really mean that mean thing she said Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but no i think i think in that sense yeah it's been good (laughs) when it hasn't been shit
1: (laughs) yeah well and like it's been so much fun especially like i've realized like doing the multiplayer is definitely better local um because internet connections can always be a bit weird and yeah you know it's uh we i think we got through it so much faster when you were here in berkeley with Mm. me, Um, but, you know, like, being able to revisit the game with all of its different DLCs, from, like, the paid stuff to all of the um, little free things that they do every once in a while, like, I just, I am so, so enamored with that game and its aesthetic and its vibe and the competitiveness and the fun, you know, and I think it's also a really great space for us to (laughs) learn more about nonviolent communication. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I mean like I said, I think it's a really great space to learn more about communicating with your partner and learning how to do so in a way that doesn't hurt them emotionally. Wait, you what know? kind of
0: therapy would you call that? It's not quite exposure therapy, but it is it is a therapeutic thing of like being a uh, being allowed and comfortable enough to get angry with one another you know you
1: know i don't know what you would call that but i think that's just kind of part of life you know i don't think that's really any kind of therapeutic experience i think that's just like learning to be okay with another person in your life you know because it's difficult you know especially like if you in your position like mine you know where people have really hurt you You know, it's so much easier to kind of be on your own and learn how to live with yourself versus like live with other people, Mm -hmm. you know, especially given the context that I have. Like, I think it I think that's also just part of being in relationships in general, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, even with friendships, like it's it's hard to communicate with other people and communicate what you need and like how can we do this together and working together is really hard and
0: and in a sense too yeah it, it allows us to a little bit like stardew inhabit a space together
1: mm-hmm.
0: um obviously the like the levels uh <laughs> actually maybe maybe in some sense overcooked two prepared us for uh, uh flights together in a way because <laughs> Uh, you know, o- o- overcooked levels. The the wackier ones will like shift and change as you go through, uh, and and you can bump each other like off of a platform and like completely screw up a run together if you're if you're not communicating. The whole game like really centers around like, just like in a kitchen, know your role, do it well, do it fast. And there have been plenty of moments where like we will get into a nice groove and saying like you know I mentally I'm I'm in charge Straw of bubs. this this and this. Strawbubs. And being able to do that, even like in the weirdest, wackiest, worst circumstances of an overcooked level, uh translated really well to when we were uh, after GDC, we were flying back to oh Chicago God. together. And uh lo- long story short, our train ran late and we basically had to haul ass to make our flight on time. Otherwise, we probably would have been stuck in. Uh, San Francisco, much, much longer, Mm -hmm. uh, at least, like, several hours, I'm sure, and, uh, you know, to to your credit, like, I I call myself vacation dad, but you certainly had the cojones to, like, ask people in line, like, yo, can I cut in front of you because our flight leaves in, like, five minutes, or, like, asking the gate lady, like, Hey, I know that line over there is for like the expedited, uh, you know, platinum members or something. But like, can we use that? Our flight leaves in like five minutes. And like, I, I don't know what I would have done with you <laughs> without you in that uh, uh situation. And Look, sometimes
1: you just gotta put on your big girl pants and you gotta yeah. you gotta do it. You gotta do the thing. Yeah. You know, uh, especially that sense, that oh was... my god, especially after that week of GDC and like oh all the frustrations that I had with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I I I I hope you feel the same way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And <laughs> overcooked is overcooked is great for all of that stuff and really preparing you for like stressful situations with your partner, I guess. Is the, kind of kind of the gist of what we're going for here. <laughs> so, funny funny story time, I guess. Now, uh that summer that I was still in Austin right before I started grad school. Um Joe and I were playing a lot of Mario Kart, right? Because mm-hmm. it was, like, pretty much the only thing we had to play other than Splatoon. And, like, I didn't really have a lot of Switch games at the time. And I didn't really have a lot of money because uh, I was helping my family. And I was trying to pay off my own bills and things like that. And uh, <laughs> we got really into it in Mario Kart, man. I don't know how you don't get into it in Mario Kart, honestly. But uh... Mario
0: Kart, Mario Kart much like Smash or, you know, some other like core Nintendo game is made all the better when you like add your own uh like bet to it or your mm-hmm. own like your your own risk reward to it. Uh, ours were pretty simple. Like we, we weren't challenging each other to like you know drink a shot if you like lose or something. But we were. We should do that someday. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, we should. We we basically told each other like you've got to write really shitty poetry for me if you lose. And um we had we had certainly had a couple of gems from that. <laughs>
1: I think I actually posted one of them, but I you remember. Might, yeah, you might have. For a good while, like I would just post and post and post like all these different screen caps and videos of. Kicking his ass. It was great. I think we,
0: I think we equally kicked each other's ass. Thank you.
1: Nah, I definitely, no. I definitely had the mm. majority there. Mm.
0: See, folks, it's that that <coughs> healthy competition uh, at play right there that Mario Kart has taught us. <laughs> I just, guess in the same sense that like Mario Kart has taught us, like a yeah, like a healthy competition and being able to just like mess with each other uh in a in a way
1: mm-hmm. and knowing the limits and pushing and pushing yeah. the lines you know and yeah. figuring out where those lines exist
0: figuring out like how far can you go before you have to say i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but so i mean let's let's look at some of these things like more broadly um we, we've given like kind of game specific examples but like I, I suppose the highlights of this conversation really are um uh, Sharing a space is really important. And mm-hmm. um, if you can find a game, that's why a lot of couples, you know, will play like an MMO because you are literally like sharing a, a server together and then interacting with people and kind of inhabiting each other's uh, personal space and uh, sharing that space, being able to also like, if it's a kind of cooperative style game, being able to like go do your own thing is really great for lack of a better term, like practice for the kinds of ebbs and flows of a a relationship that you may need to consider. Like, you know, you do not want to smother one another. Um, and I think we've been pretty good thus far about that.
1: Uh, uh, well, yeah, but also you and I are very independent people. Yeah. You know, I won't, I won't lie and say that like our relationship has been easy the entire way. It hasn't, you know, we definitely had our problems, Mm -hmm. uh, like any couple has, you know, we've, we've gone through rough patches. Um, may not look like that on twitter but it's true <laughs> <laughs> you know and you know a lot of those rough patches have been mostly because of me and i'm i'm not really ashamed to admit that you know um you know a part
0: but, of it too is like me learning to uh, well, learning who you are and also like learning how to you're also handle. dealing
1: with a very special case we'll put it that way
0: sure uh we'll <laughs> <but> continue
1: <laughs> but uh you know a lot of it has been me trying, I guess, in a way to catch up with you in maturity. Like I'm three years younger than you. You know?
0: Sometimes, yeah, I have to remind myself of that. And like you there are ways in which you are mature that I am not, certainly. Um and I definitely I think... eat
1: better than you. That's that's one. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she does. She does. Well and like I was saying before, like a lot of I feel like a lot of our, our bumps have been because I'm trying to catch up to you in maturity. Because um, mm-hmm. I am. I'm three years younger than you. You know, and you've had more experience in this field than I have. And you have a little bit more inherent wisdom. And I mean, there's, there's a difference, you know, when you were really the first partner that I've ever felt that maturity difference in, uh, and it's, it's been a little, a little tough. I'm not going to lie. Like it's been hard to face like, oh yeah, I'm pretty childish in this sense, you know? And I've, I've never really had to face that before. Um,
0: do you do you want to point out an example or do you want to kind of leave it uh more broad like that?
1: No, well, let's just leave it broad. Yeah. Um but like, you know, I think I think another really important thing about gaming specifically, you know, for us is that you know, this is this is our life and it's it's crazy to call this our life, you know? This is this is what we do for a living you know, and, you know, it's not always just playing video games. And then games journalism is a lot more than that. (laughs) Hmm. But, you know, it's really, I think it's really special and really powerful that we both turned something that was a hobby that we did our entire lives into something that's really meaningful in terms of providing for ourselves and also really meaningful in that it's provided a lot of, powerful relationships and powerful allies and friends and you know even in our own relationship like it's just power like fueled a lot of really important keystone moments i think for both of us in our lives
0: Mm. and it could be so easy for that for sharing not only the same like career path and industry and like circle of friends it, at any moment it could have like come crumbling down in a really bad mm-hmm. way. But, but I think between our personal experiences and also our gaming experiences shared and, and personal uh, we, we've been able to like avoid a lot of that uh thus far. And
1: because uh, well, like the other I, thing is too, is that like, You know, for as much as we post online about each other, you know, it's mostly just kind of pokey fun stuff, you know, it's never really stuff about us. No. You know, and I think that it's good that we have that privacy, you know, because I think a lot of couples kind of forget about privacy in the age of social media. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think a lot of us in, in general kind of forget about privacy. Um, and like, sometimes I do too, you know, sometimes I, I share things that I probably shouldn't, but, um, I think you and I have been really good about kind of knowing where the boundaries are at and, you know, we've learned where those boundaries are at because of video games.
0: <laughs> Being able to poke and prod at each other and, and like share a space and say like, one of the, one of the things that I enjoy that we do like in Stardew is if I walk by you, Typically, we'll say something like "smooch" or "smunch," and uh, or or just any other like you know cutesy like "hey, I I have like five seconds to say hello to you here on the farm," but like, smooch. Uh, well, and then like
1: chasing each other around the room when our characters have to go to bed.
0: That- <laughs> <laughs> Don't and read too heads. much into that, folks. Okay. There, okay. There's so, no, okay. In, there's no Stardew, hot coffee mod that I know of for Stardew. But, uh, uh s- s- Stardew. Simple. At the end
1: of the day, your characters have to go to bed. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. and both of you in, in multiplayer have to be in the bed for the day to end. And so we'll both be assholes, and one of us will get in right, and then the other one will get in, and then we cancel like right at the last second, and we chase each other around. <laughs>
0: basically like trying to like sleep on the like if someone's sleeping on the left side like crawl into the left side and like block their character and then like someone and then the other person's like what the hell are you doing get away from me
1: (laughs) it's the dumbest thing in the world honestly like recounting that for everyone to hear oh why are we like this um Uh... anyway um but just like dumb little fun things like even in overcooked like we'll shout like straw or blubberies uh or like god damn it get the wood uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying <cheating. laughs> this game's controls kind of suck but <laughs> yeah they're pretty janky
0: they're janky especially on an internet connection but um
1: yeah but i mean like little things like that you know it's really allowed us to create a lot of inside jokes and learn so much about each other you know in ways that like we would normally probably learn about each other in person you know, just living together day by day, uh, but we don't, we don't really get that experience. So, it's a proxy. We'll put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, and one day I think, like, we'll we'll wrap up here with like, I think one day, of course, we'll 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 always be playing games together, um, and it'll be interesting to see how that kind of evolves when we're sharing the same physical space much more often. Get ready uh, for and...
1: Gremlin Aiden.
0: Gremlin Aiden the. <laughs> In, in, in a in your like dirty bathrobe and like five <laughs> hasn't cats, like, showered McCauley, in like three showered. days
1: covered in uh, Doritos dust
0: oh boy <laughs> see but, that's
1: that's how you know you love someone if you can love them in exactly mode.
0: yeah but um I, I suppose you already kind of said it like you know the we're we're taking away a lot from our relationship as it is reflected through the lens of gaming and um i i'm very eager to see it how it might change or not or not change uh when we are playing much more in person um Mm -hmm. you know i I kind of very much look forward to like just playing some like single player like magic the gathering arena or like you know some first person shooter or something like that just while like while you're doing your own thing on switch or something uh but being able to sit on the couch together and and touch each other and and have that nice sense of presence with a person Mm -hmm. there um you know that that is one of the like minor downsides of long distances like we're getting we're trying to get as much of that as we can through something like discord and just being in the same room uh the same chat room i suppose but uh it's gonna it's gonna be fun to see how it goes from here so uh, any I suppose any last words, huh?
1: No, I think I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I think we've really said anything everything that we wanted to say and you know, I think that for other people, well I will I will add this as my last thing. For other people who are in similar situations to us, you know, in that they are long distance and they're really in the games and it's a big hobby for them, you know, just embrace it. Like don't don't think that that's a weird thing at all, you know. I think sometimes there's this stigma surrounding video games that the people who play them are just kind of like lazy and awful people right and sometimes that's the case uh (laughs) it's uh (laughs) but um you know i think that in the context of couples like they are something that really can bring you together and it's a really absorbing experience that is just as memorable as going out on a date yeah you know
0: i've uh I've, i've taken the time to like uh using my my hoe in stardew valley i've carved out uh i love you in the dirt and like if i cu- if i could have done it in a more more like romantic way like carving it into a tree or something like that uh i probably would have but like i, I did what plant I trees
1: with do plant it that trees. way yeah
0: yeah that that'll only take like 60 hours uh
1: <laughs> no no we got uh, plenty of seeds i got you
0: yeah we um and it's funny you mention like you know don't lean into your love of gaming if you're a couple who who does enjoy that too because i'm moving in with josiah like i mentioned at the top of this show <laughs> and, and and ha- half jokingly i think half seriously uh, uh, josiah is is a young man and he is a very fortunate man who gets to go out on a lot of dates uh he and i asked him like hey what do you think about like decorations or posters your your the pictures of the apartment you've shown me have been a little bare and he's like oh yeah good idea uh no nerdy stuff though i bring i bring girls here and i'm just like so not my 80 dollar <laughs> overwatch poster or not my like 30 dollar all might statue from my hero academia and he's like no
1: <laughs> he's going to come back one day and just like everything is going to be figures i i will personally Help yeah. you do that? Yes, <laughs>
0: lots of lots of cute anime waifus He's, everywhere. And yes, that, and, and truly, then we will have become the power couple. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we'll wrap it up there, and thank you so much for indulging us in this kind of a conversation about relationships and as it relates to gaming, and you know what we've learned as a couple uh, through the year and change that we've been together. Uh, I'm looking forward to many more years and. Um, Aiden, where can folks find you and uh, anything you want to kind of tease for the near future?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, there's so much. So much I can't tell you guys yet. Um, but, you know, I exist on Twitter at Astra. A-S-T-R-A-W-W. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, i uh, been getting a little bit more active on my Instagram. Got a lot of cute, like, attempting to be Instagram baddie but failing uh, hmm. photos up right now so those are fun uh and also have a new little feature for all of you who are crazy enough to like want to draw me for some reason
0: <laughs> we're, we're up to like three or four people
1: who've drawn almost you five now. almost five now yeah. um so it's it's been a, such a cool experience and really surreal like oh my god <laughs> i don't think i'm that cool but apparently i am uh
0: and um you folks will see us uh at e3 uh yes. as i understand it yep
1: Yes, you will be seeing uh, us at E3, uh, but not necessarily in the same context. So that's that's the only thing I can say right now.
0: That is this episode of the 1099. Um, Check us out next week. Uh, More than likely, I'm going to have my dear friend Anna Valens on uh, and she will be talking to us about uh, transgender representation in video games and video game media, geek culture media. Um, She is uh, inarguably one of the most outspoken uh, kind of, I guess you would say, an advocate of uh, writing about trans culture uh, in the geek space. And um, obviously that's a a politically hot uh, subject, but I think she's going to shed a lot of light on what it means to be a trans person in the gaming industry or games media or just the gaming culture and uh, i'm very eager to have that conversation because i've wanted to kind of broach that topic uh for a good long while so if that sounds interesting stick around and we'll see you next time